Welcome to Heart to Heart with Ken, a podcast dedicated to helping you find love, stay in love, but maybe lose love and get revenge. In an effort to reach a new audience and add value to our loyal fans, Ken have decided to speak to something that we're both passionate and knowledgeable about. Join us as we give you advice and tell you everything you are doing wrong. All right, but probably wrong. How do you muster courage and put yourself out there? When do you call a bad date and hit on their friend instead? And when do you say, I want to take the next step? So pour yourself a drink, kick back, and, and welcome, welcome to, to a Heart to Heart, Heart, to Heart with, with Ken. Ken. just gets me every time that i love that jingle that was the best thing we ever did do you remember when we had a podcast with no jingle oh uh, like, we? time that well was? i suppose we should say to everyone we're not in sydney we're in melbourne today. we're in well not sunny melbourne i'd say a bit miserable actually a bit oh, cold here we've had to put our puffer jackets on but we're in melbourne um and we're here for the long weekend a uh, bit of a business trip bit though. of a business trip though because we've you know we've found some people in melbourne who've found love yes so yeah well a few people have Hooked up, you know, got into our, slid into our DMs and they want to meet up and have a bit of a catch up. Um, and I guess we're here with one, actually. It's not just Ken on the hotline tonight. Yes, it's... we do have a guest. Um, so I'm going to open the floor. So firstly, tell us a little bit about yourself, guest ASL. Any yeah. name. We haven't introduced and your name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard that term. In. Yeah, no, ASL. I'm... Name and ASL, all right, well, I'm Steph Page, and I... Would you've given us your full name for stalking purposes? That's good, everyone. Get on your, yeah. your socials and stalk <laughs> Steph Page. Yeah. Um, ASL, so I'm 35. I am in Melbourne. Yes. This is, this is where you are. You're at my place right now, but I'm originally Canadian. Canadian relocated to Melbourne for love. Well... Relocated for love. <laughs> oh. So look, I'm gonna Kim's Kim's in a feisty mood today. She's in a bit of a spiteful mood because last podcast episode we focused on Kim's relationship and God forbid we talk about Kim's relationship and put it under the microscope. So she's feeling a little bit vengeful. Fair cop to Kim. So that's why I brought Steph on today because I th- I can't grill Ben anymore. Joke intended after his date at grilled. Um, so I can't <laughs> grill Ben. Um, so I have to move on to someone else. And Steph's in Melbourne. I'm in Sydney. If she hates me after today, well, she can't find me because she won't know where I am. So that's good. <laughs> I, might, I might just set the scene before, while Kim's getting her, you know, grilling questions ready or um, grilled questions ready, I should say. Oh, come on, Kim. Um, I should say that Steph and I met um, in 20, I'm not going to say when, 2012. Um, mm. We had a great, I had a great trip through Europe and Steph, we met at a bar in Berlin. We did. Uh, at the Hostel Bar of all yep. places. Um, and literally, it was just one of those moments where you, I think we were, you were at the bar buying a drink. I was at the bar buying a drink. Started chatting and then... Sounds very uncommon for Ben Malone to be at the bar buying a drink. <laughs> Shut up. Well, I've learned from the best, Kim. Look at the mirror. Um, but then, yeah, we, we had a great night out. We, you came over and sat with all the you know group of people I've met at the hostel. We yep. had a great night out that night. I had a great few nights out. Yeah. Um, and we've actually caught up since. And now, Steph, maybe you can tell us a bit. So you're from Canada originally. Why are you here? Not that we don't like having you here, but <laughs> tell us more. Yeah, well, I guess I'll give you the abbreviated version and then you can grill me. Um, I was in the U.S. for five months working on a work trip. My now partner was in the U.S. for three months traveling around, exploring the world, and we crossed paths in Georgia, Savannah, Georgia first, and then we met up again in Texas, and we traveled together for five days. Whereabouts in Texas? So we actually reconnected in Houston, Texas, and then we went to Austin and then Dallas, which is where he flew home from Dallas. 
So how long was that pool? Like a the total time we spent together was five days. Okay, so you meet someone on a holiday, you have mm-hmm. a bit of a fling for five days. What mm-hmm. happened after that? So he went home and we stayed in touch. And I think it was about two weeks later, we're like, oh, like this might have been more than a travel fling. Like I actually really want to see you again. Uh, so we'd been talking about maybe. Uh, I'd never been to Australia, so we thought maybe. So I he's a, so to give context, yeah. he's Australian. He's Australian, born and raised. Well, raised in Melbourne. Yeah, where was he born in Australia? Jameson. So Was Jameson, Victoria. Time? Population about a couple hundred. Uh, okay, I haven't been there to be honest. But yeah, no. <laughs> Sounds I don't think many people. Is that where whiskey's made? <laughs> Jameson, yum, yum, <laughs> go on. So uh, we were talking because my job is remote. I can work from anywhere, so we thought maybe I'd come over here. And it was actually one night I had been out with friends. I was in New York drinking a lot of red wine. Mm. Don't know why you're on this podcast or you're drinking chat. <laughs> anyway. yeah. It's not, not drinks are us. <laughs> yes. It's heart to heart. And yeah, and I booked a flight. And I then I woke up the next morning and I thought, did that happen or did I dream? I couldn't tell. Like, was that a drunken dream? Did I? And I looked at my email and sure enough, I booked a flight while I was drunk to go to Australia. There's nothing better though, can I just say, than waking up to an email from an airline being like, Dear Mr. Malone, we look forward to welcoming you aboard. Yeah. That has happened to me too. And I reckon it's actually more common than you think. Where oh. you and I mm-hmm. are getting rid of the stigma around this people that drunk book flights <laughs> yeah. by talking about it openly. Okay, so yeah. can I just jump a Here little bit back Things, yeah. though? Well, sorry, we need to be giving our listeners tips, Ben. It's beautiful, this story, but I want to get the nitty gritty. So. You're chatting, you decide this is more than a fling, I'm going to come to Australia. How long between the five days of being together Mm -hmm. and you being back in Australia? Um, So you're chatting for two weeks. When do you come here? So he came back at the June, July, August, September. So it was actually four months. So Were you still talking in that time? like in the Yeah, the whole time. It was 10 days after he left that I booked the flight. Wow. And then there was over three months from when I Were you a bit it. worried that, you know, you, you're into this guy, you book the flight, yeah. and you're like, oh, the flight's a little way away. Am I still going to be yeah. feeling it? Because when you're traveling, you're a different person a little bit. Like, yeah. you're seeing sights, yeah. you're, you know, you it's no different to mundane life, yeah. you know? Yeah, so we were talking every day, and we continued to talk every day leading up to it. Obviously, nothing weirded me out. Still had good vibes yeah. as the time approached. So I think I really went into it thinking of this as... If it worked, it worked, and we'd find out. At least we gave it a shot. It won't be a what if. And if it didn't work, I'd backpack around Australia and see the country and go home. So I really came into it with an attitude of, we'll see where this goes. Even if it doesn't go well, I'm going to have a great time in another country. Yeah, that's a really good way. Did you tell people you were doing this, friends, family? Um, so I did tell everyone I was going to Australia. I did not tell them it was for a guy that I met. I was going to say, they think you were bad. No offense. Yeah. Well, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mad. It's love, Kim. You might not have, you know, I'm, t- I'm going to tell you a thing or two about love, having never been in love. <laughs> and it's a magical thing. It is. It is. But I imagine your family and friends would be a little bit concerned. I think at, um... They're, they were very used to me just traveling around the world and, oh, I'm going to this country, going to that country. So when I told them I was going to Australia, I don't think they gave a second thought. They're like, yeah. oh, cool, another country. Well, for you, you are. And to, to set the scene here, Steph is a avid traveler. So, mm-hmm. yes, we met in Berlin, but Steph's been all over the world and had the most amazing times. You've been to the pyramids. Um, you've been to, like, all of Europe. You've been to a whole bunch of the states. Like, you traveled yeah. right around the states and went to so many states. You made a documentary 
Steph has a travel podcast that's doing awesome things. Thank you. Like, so I think for you, it wouldn't have been strange for you to go to Australia? Yes. Yeah. No one thought, no one batted an eye at it. And it's funny to set the stage for me and relationships at that time. Mm-hmm. It was not long before that where, because I always was of the mindset where I wasn't going to introduce my parents to anyone until I knew it yep. was going to be a real thing. Which is a good tip. Was it going to bother if it's been a couple dates and I'm into them, but you don't know where it's going? A couple yeah. dates. Here's Jim from, <laughs> yeah. this is date three actually. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we've actually jumped a bit into this. Your relationship history, but you're touching on that now. Yeah. So uh, it was at the point I hadn't introduced my parents to anyone in a very long time because of this. And my mom. So did had, they, were they thinking you were gay? So my mom said to me. We were Why are you nodding, Kim? Do you think Steph has a No, vibe? I just think it's, that's where parents <laughs> to go. To be fair, if anyone should know a lesbian vibe when they see one, it's Kim. She does give off one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think too, because I'm such a lefty that people would be like. Not surprised. Like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. But, um... Well, people wouldn't be surprised if I came out either because Ben's telling people either I'm engaged <laughs> or gay, so... No, the only person I'm saying is gay is Deborah Hutton, which I retract, by the way. <laughs> Although you just said you're saying she is gay. No, no, this is a different person. This is Deborah oh. Hutton. Anyway, I've been, sorry, I've been digressing. Yeah, I've been digress. saying for years she's a lesbian. Um, anyway, so your parents were thinking yeah. you were gay, or well, your mum, anyway. Well, yeah. we were driving in the car one day, and we were going to my sister's house for a family dinner. And my mom's like, oh, you know, it'll be really nice when you have a boyfriend again who can come to our family dinners. And then she paused, and then she went, or a partner. Oh, I love that. That's cute. <laughs> and, I, and it was my mom's way of trying to say to me, like, you know, if you're gay, it's okay. Like, you can tell us. Well, because, you know, you, you have been travelling for some time. Oh, it's been years. You know, that's an indicia of, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> no, it can be just A something. pilgrimage to pussy, if you were. <laughs> Kim. Kim, my God. That's the, we've got the name of the podcast. <laughs> this episode's now title. Well, I didn't even correct her, though, because I was more like, good on you, Mom. My mom my parents are, they had me at an older age. Yeah. They didn't have me young. So I was like, that is very progressive of you, Mom. And then maybe a part of you is like, wait, wait, I'm a lesbian. And you're like, You don't nah. like close off any doors. I remember. To like, our listeners, if, you, if, you, if it's not if working you are, for you with one gender, maybe. I was like, my life cool would be so us. much easier if that was the case. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, so you, you were. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. It's always greener on the yeah, other side. Yeah, that's a good headline, isn't it? Yeah. Straight woman says life would be easier if gay. <laughs> Okay, so relationship <laughs> history, a little bit, mm-hmm. not sketchy is the wrong word, but you haven't brought anyone home. Yeah. So no, so I was with someone from the time I was like 17 to 26. Like I was right. in a long-term oh, relationship. For high school sweethearts then? Or? Yeah. Yep. And then I, at 26, it was kind of like, I was single for the first time. A bit of a make or break at 26, aren't you? You're either going to be together forever yeah. or you're not. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of relationships break up around that 26. Yeah, and we both knew, and it was just, it was really strange. amicable. Like, it was literally probably the best breakup in history. Yeah. But, and then that was when the world opened up to me. I was like, I'm going to go see the world. I mean, and I just started living my best it, life it for it years. It forced you to, you know, like, yeah. it, you know, was the trigger, I guess, what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, and I was living that life they tell you you're supposed to live. Like, I bought a house at 23. I had the long term partner. I had a career job. Like, all but tick boxes, and I was like, well, I fucking hate my life. Yeah, and yeah. my rationale for that stuff is, look, if you want to do it yeah. at a young age, you know, get the house, get the kids, get the husband, get the mortgage, whatever, like, do all that. Yeah. Get the job, whatever. But you've also got the rest of your life to do that. So yeah. my, you know, my strong view is that, you know, for me, that doesn't quite work, you yeah. know. It was not my life path for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so we broke up, and then I spent probably you know, six years just traveling. Where was your first travel destination uh i booked a spontaneous flight it was a wednesday and me and andrea who is my podcast co-host 
booked a flight for that Saturday morning to London or London and Ireland. Yep. Yep. And that was when the volcano erupted in 2010. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause you were trying to come home from that. Yes. And, and we were stranded in Dublin yeah. and that was when we got that thrill. We're like, Oh, we're just making this shit up as we go. This is yeah. great. And we got home and both of us were like, that's what we want to do with ourselves. Like, well, particularly for you, it sounds like you've gone from very stable, not predictable, but routine mm-hmm. to complete unpredictability. Yeah. You know, you know spontaneity, living your best life. Would you say you're back to being so... So anyway, so you... Sorry, we've we've got to to catch up. Sorry, we've got to... Anyway, so you've had this, you've had the long term, and then in between the long term and your current partner... Yeah. Dating, but not nothing serious. I had, like, the dating, like, everyone. Like, I did online dating. I dated, like, total losers I should not have given my time to. Did you ever go to a bar and just sit alone at the bar and... Have you ever picked someone someone up in real life? Yeah, Yeah, like that. Like, you know, in America, because you're from Canada, yeah. but I imagine it might be in some ways similar to the American culture or you've been to, because yeah. I know you were living on the border of New York. Yeah. Like, so you Very actually, close. yeah, like it wasn't mm. that far for you to go to America. Did you ever, because they, they just go into, it, it seems like they See, go that's to a, a very foreign concept to me, like going to a bar and picking up a guy. But like it's I'm, weird because yeah. they do, they've got those long bars mm. and they go and sit there on the TV show step. They do, they go <laughs> that's and sit there. That's what it paints to you, yeah, you just go to a bar and pick someone up. I think that's up. very generational. So maybe right. that used to be how it is, but it's also very online dating culture. Well, people yeah. go to a bar now and look at their phone. They don't look around or chat to well, strangers. Well, and it's funny because you'll set the distance limit within one kilometer. So you're still looking for who's close. Probably within the room, but you're doing it on your phone rather than just looking around. Being like, yo. (laughs) It's kind of nice, though, I have to say. Sorry, digressing, but it is nice when you meet someone in real life. Yeah. Like, nothing can take that moment away. It's so much better to have that instant connection with someone in real life Mm -hmm. than dating. I've been walking up the street before. And I'm, sorry, no, it's my episode, but you know. (laughs) It's a a love episode. You meet people on the street sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm taking it to the streets. (laughs) Well, bloody. Good on you, Ben. Pariah. I want you walking down the streets of Melbourne this weekend being like... I'll try and okay. get... That's my goal. So, <laughs> yeah. so you you talk... You holiday with this guy for five days. You yeah. chat for two weeks. You book a flight. You come out here. You're here. Yeah. Mm. Was it one of those, this was the best thing I've ever done. This is 100%. Instant, right? How yeah. did you feel when you saw each other again? So I even felt before I came here, like the week leading up to it, because I was like, this is crazy. But the week leading up to it, I had that feeling, that gut instinct. I'm like, this is my person. Like, this is the right decision. So from the but moment. Yeah, but often you feel that, though, first up. When you've only seen them for like a short period and then you realize they're batshit crazy. (laughs) Like, you know, so obviously that was your instant reaction. Did it keep going? Yeah. So I've never lost that feeling. So it's like that feeling I had when I was first coming here, I still have now. That's so cute. And so you, how long was your original trip? It was a one-way ticket, wasn't it? I came over on a one-way ticket, totally open-ended. Did your family know it was a one-way ticket? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had said, I don't know when I'm going to come home. Yeah. Like, I'll book it when I book it. But they had no idea I was never coming home. Like, oh a lot of times when people move to another country, they have a going away party. Yeah. And I just quietly left and never went back. Because you're like, oh, I'll be back soon. Who knows? Yeah, like, you know, three, six Australia. months, whatever happens, you know. Yeah. And no. you haven't left. So you've been, um, and so you were here, you traveled around Australia a little bit or did you? Well, I did. I got really lucky. So I came here October, 2017 and then in February, 2017. So, you know, I work with TLC. Yes. And they came on tour here in February. So Steph's the, um, is it the project, project manager, manager, yeah. project manager for the girl group TLC? Mm-hmm. Ken will do a little bit. You might know this song. Uh, aim, go chase and waterfalls. 
Yes, so that that's was, that's, that's TLC, TLC, if you know yeah. them. Um, so okay. you were here doing that? Yeah, so and they came on tour through Australia, so I got to go with them. Oh, that's so, so cool. I got to see kind of all the major hubs of Australia. Yeah. And obviously it helps when they're paying for your flights and hotels. Yeah, oh, that would have been nice. Hotel. Like, I reckon TLC wouldn't be putting in the Ivers either. Oh, I, are, I, I, that's not a bad place to find love, anyone. If I was a band, anyone. I would put, I'll put my staff in the Ivers. Me too. Ivers <laughs> budget. Ivers budget. Wouldn't even be a nice one. No, we, but that was really good. And it was kind of the swankiest travel. Like, I'm dirt cheap when I yeah, travel. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was like, too, yeah. I would like put on the bathrobes and get in the bath. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. have so, seen Australia naturally. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so we've got to, I know the travel Sorry, is I'm interesting. So interested. We need to keep on to love because love, that's more love, what we're here love. for. Love your travel stories, but love is important. So you just knew that this was your person. Yeah. Yeah. And so you came over in October 2017. You're still together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can I ask how you knew it was your person? This could be interesting for some of our listeners, though. Yeah. You're dating someone and are they the Do you bother putting any more time with them? Are they the one? How do you know? Or do you think it's just instinct? I think it was gut instinct. Like there were definitely people I dated in the past where I was like, yeah, I'm like, I was super into it and I thought it could go somewhere, but I didn't have that same kind of gut. This is forever feeling. And I think one good thing that helped. So him and I are just a couple months apart in age. We've lived this a very similar life in terms of we were, he was in a long-term relationship at the similar time. We both lived our best lives for six years. So um uh, yeah I don't know it was like both assume, we were both crazy doing things dating like I guarantee you he was hooking up with girls before he met me in the states just like traveling around living yeah. his best life and when we met it was just instantly yeah you're the person yeah yeah that's so lovely it's, so it's a really lovely. actually lovely story and it's also an inspiring story because I think a lot of people think Oh, I've been on a few really shit dates. I can't find anyone. Yep. Online dating's crap. And a lot of their friends start to settle down around like late twenties. I think yeah. it can be a hard time. You know, and there's actually, you know, there's hope out there for all of us. That you know, definitely. Including and I myself. think you never know who you'll meet. I think and in what circumstances you'll yeah. meet them. Yeah. And I think one thing I did a lot was I had dated over the years. I went on dates with a good number of really good guys, like great people would be great partners for someone and I would want to like them. I don't know. Have you guys had, you're like, I want to like you because I know you like me. I think me. you have been. You've had that and, more than me. Yeah. And I go on a couple more dates with them because I'm like, maybe that feeling will develop. I, I call it. I call it. If it's not good by the first or second. Yeah. Well, I think that's a bit, I think yeah. that's a bit rash first or second, but I do agree with you. I think you. that you and I are on polar opposites. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Steph. Just take no, back right. you for a sec. Kim, you, you are someone that likes, you, you go straight and you put all in. I do a half-assed effort on dating. So yeah. if you haven't wooed me the first one, you're not getting a second. You've yeah. really got to impress me. If it don't impress well, me much, you're not I getting... I guess it's, it's different mentality. Shania reference. <laughs> Cheers to that. For me, my justification of going all in is I think I don't want to... And I've done it before. I don't want to be in a relationship for years and years that mm-hmm. goes nowhere. Yeah. And that you're in it and you're like, why am I still in this? I think if you go all in, my advice would be you go all in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And you might know and it might be a tougher burn and a tougher fall if it doesn't work but you know quite quickly yes and i think a good thing about our situation because obviously i was coming literally around the planet is we had all those 
really important discussions up front before I even came here. Yeah. So about like, expectations. Religions, kids. Oh, wow. What do we want? Yeah. Um, thoughts on marriage. Like, we got all of that out of the way before I came because we're like, if he, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And if he really wanted kids, it wasn't worth the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it sounds hard. You would have just hurt each other down the in the, yeah. Down the track, yeah. yeah. And sometimes a great travel fling. I don't know if you've ever had a travel fling that you talk to them later and you're like, I should have left that for what it was. Um, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've never had a travel fling, so. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah. It's like okay. this great rush of excitement and love and everything's perfect because you're on vacation. Well, it's like a fast-tracked yeah. romance because it's it's so quick because often you're, you're going to be leaving that city in two yeah. days, three days, four days and... You know, you go around, you can sightsee, and you can, yeah, it's a, you should do it, Kim, bucket list. I highly recommend well, it. Well, if it all doesn't work out, I'll get onto it. Yeah. Well, Rupert, give Kim a <laughs> But to be pass. fair, a travel fling is a how travel I fling. met the love of my life. Yeah. So Maybe did you leave Stor- your love of your life is the travel fling you haven't had yet. Maybe. <laughs> Rupert, Rupert listened to this, so. Oh, I forgot you <laughs> Rupert, I hope you're still picking us up from the airport on Sunday when we return. <laughs> No, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm just I, I appreciate that huh. it can happen. I forgot Steph's you just trying to help him. Steph's just trying to help. Well, she did tell me that too. That was all <laughs> your face when I was saying that. <laughs> um, so did you? Kim's going bright. So it's the scene right now. Kim's going bright red. Steph's leaning back in her chair laughing, and I'm just watching this. This is amazing. Bad. Um, did you move straight in with him? Can we have a drinks break? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I need another drink. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. back on drinking, Bob. Oh. All right. We're back from our drinks we're break, everybody. Mute. We're on mute. No, we're not on mute. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. Well, the drinks break went well. We got a $9 bottle of champagne from Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Steph um, pulls out this bottle of champagne from her pantry um, and it's got an orange label with Verve Clico, Clico on the front. Yeah. Phone. And she we said, oh, that's nice. How much is it? What seven dollars? <laughs> Ten? No, Steph. No. But, yes. but anyway, look. When Ken are in town, fair cop. Um, and you're in love, so you know you're drunk on love, so you can. I feel like with everything in life, the nice stuff should go towards the people you love most. Oh. You should never be saving it for the strangers you want to impress. That's well, so true. I met Steph today, so yeah, that actually so. means a lot. <laughs> so the champagne was for Ben. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't get to drink it. That's mine too. No, <laughs> you can't handle it. Do you know that Real Housewives only drink verve? They negotiate into their contract. Love really? Them. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I literally had no idea. This it's a very, you know, it's a very okay. expensive bottle. So you've found love. Yes. You've been together. You lived together. Mm-hmm. How did the meeting of the families go? Well? Yeah. So uh, I came in October 2017. So Christmas was soon approaching. Mm. So I met his entire extended family within two months. And it was it was kind of funny. Everyone was really nice, really lovely. I think he'd been dating someone a year before and brought her to the Christmas the year before. Oh, so they're did you get probably, called the wrong name? <laughs> no. <laughs> but they, I did get called a few times Andrew's girlfriend. And I thought, oh, that's a safe generic. Like... Doesn't matter who he brings. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's plus one. I could just write that on um, on on the on the table setting. Andrew's girlfriend. <laughs> I would take it though. I'd like, oh. No, but everyone was really nice, really lovely. What made us laugh was the people who were like, "So, how long are you here for?" And we were like, mm, "Until so we decide could, if we." Mm, yeah. Because mm, yes. it's kind of like they're introducing you more of like because it very well could be plausible that oh you know my friend's visiting and doesn't have anywhere else to go on Christmas. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not so random that you'd be invited yeah 
Yeah. But yeah. They, did they know the extent? Did they know you were in a relationship yes. by that point? Okay, so yeah. they knew. Okay. They knew. So I would they try just and hide know. that. I'd try and cover that under the rug. And oh, really? So, oh, this I'd, is my friend Kim. Yeah, I'd delay telling my parents. See, I feel like anything. for me, having Love moved his. around the world for him, he can introduce me to his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes in a relationship, there's things people owe you. And you flew Qantas yeah, as well. That's quite, you've, you know, fancy. The national character. You really got on board Australia. <laughs> Go Australia. How good's Australia? The spirit um, of Australia. I oh, know that's the... Okay. That's, that's quite Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So the family meeting went yes. well. Oh, and then my family flew over in April. So my parents realized... I was here, I met a guy, I was in a relationship, so my parents Your mom's thrilled, although she probably was getting ready for Mardi Gras. (laughs) She's just happy I'm not going to be alone forever. (laughs) Yeah. No, Mardi Gras would have happened by then. (laughs) So yeah, so they flew over in April, and they met him, they met his family, like... All the families have done the meeting. A couple times now, yeah. Often, what I love about the families meeting is that they all, it's very judgy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the family meeting is... And what the best is the family, they're both clearly judging each other, but they both pretend like they aren't. That's like the, yeah, it's great. See, I'm really lucky because everyone in his family is genuinely lovely. Genuinely. Like, not just saying that. So... Totally, I just saying I wasn't too worried. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, interesting. Well, I a story for me, Steph, because you don't know me. Ben knows this story. Um, my ex-boyfriend, I went for dinner for his birthday one year. Mm-hmm. Had a nice dinner. His family were there. I sat and spoke to his mother for several hours, probably nearly three hours. Yeah. The next year I met her again at the birthday. And I said, she introduced herself and I said, oh, we've met, we met last year. Yeah. And she goes, no, we didn't. And I said, I believe we did. <laughs> I did not know this. We, oh, this is more I said, I believe we did. We went to Blah Blah Restaurant for Do you not ex- see her for another year? No. I went to Blah Blah Restaurant for X's birthday and she's like, no, I don't think you were at that dinner. I don't remember you. She, so not only did she say she didn't remember me, she doubled down. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, no, you weren't there. It's like, because I would actually. And I, was, I didn't know what to say. I was like, yes. Gosh. What did you say? Just like. I was like, oh, okay. Would have made maybe. me feel awful. I would have just had the world to swallow me up. <laughs> maybe I wasn't like, there. Did you, you know how people can make you question your own sanity though? Yeah. Like, did you have that moment where you're like, was I there? No, I was yeah. just. Kim knew she was there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> it was it was just awkward from that point. It was on. just a bit awkward. Yeah, but that not would only. Be. But surely a normal person would say, "Oh, my bad. Sorry, I'm terrible with." Memory. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we might have. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Oh, I'm, oh my so god, sorry. I'm so so awful. No, she doubled down. <laughs> the double, <laughs> Which I kind of respect. No, no. But, <laughs> the double oh, down strategy is good when you have a good memory, mm-hmm. but if you don't, and in that case, I would suggest she doesn't. <laughs> that's a risky. It's a risky. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she didn't like me, obviously. Well, I will say (laughs) at Christmas this year, because last year it wasn't as big a family as the first year and this year, I definitely introduced myself to a few people I met that first year. Yeah. I think that's... They're like, we've met before. I was like... Sorry, there was so a lot sorry. of people that year. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's hard though hard. when you're, you know, someone that, you know, people look up to and, you know. It's kind of fair. Like 35, you're 40 the one, people. It's hard. Thing, you're the one person going into 45 people that will know each other. Yeah. And they all remember hard. you because you're the new person. Like yeah. The yeah. New yeah. love interest. That's Everyone loves that. Yeah. Yeah. And they all know, they'll talk about you as well. And just bringing a new girlfriend. Ooh, yeah. it's yeah. Yes, people love that. Well, everyone loved that except my ex's mother, who obviously didn't bother to even look at me to remember who I was. <laughs> Oh, well. That's a bit sad, though, isn't it? Oh, well. the Thank you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> do what I do, never bring anyone home. Yeah, well, with the lesbian vibe I'm giving off, Ben, I need to be bringing people home. <laughs> Del would drop dead if he brought You're, a girl home. See, <laughs> she would. Love her, but she'd drop dead. Yeah. Your parents would do that. They're going to do the opposite soon. They'll be like, you know, 
If you brought a girl home, we would be cool. You. Bring me home. We're cool. Bring Kim home. Bring Not Kim, Kim again. <laughs> Can imagine if we got married. Like I know it probably won't happen, but imagine if we did. God, what a great! It would be a good marriage though. <laughs> what separate beds, separate houses, separate bank accounts? Yeah. Look, yes. No, but you guys would have that great marriage. Then it'd be open. Live your own best a very life. open relationship. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't. Yeah. We'd we wouldn't other. tell each other. Yeah, but we'd still go out for a drink every Sunday to regroup. <laughs> On the week. The week that was. Cheers to that. Um, all right, Steph, well, I must say... Oh, one final question. Yes. I have a question. You go on first. What's yours? Mine's saucy. You go first. You go for the saucy. I want to end with a nice one. My question. Any regrets? Now, he yep, he might not listen to our podcast, so yeah. it's for well, You're right, so it's your, your peril. Genuinely no regrets. I think we did good timing. We figured it all out. I mean, we were originally... I'm here on my partner visa now. We were originally going to wait a year to apply for it, and we decided to do it. It's, I mean, partner visas are an investment. They're very expensive investment. as well. Um, and we did... So is it seven and a half grand or something like that? Like it's 7900 now, plus thousands oh. of dollars in fingerprints and police checks and kidding? medical checkups. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, so it's yeah. well over ten grand the investment. Mm. And we did my partner visa June 2018. And I came here in October 2017. Yeah, so, so you got on it pretty quick. Oh, and I'm so glad we did. I would regret it if we hadn't, if we waited. How else could you have come here? You would have had to just be on a tourist visa. I came on a tourist visa and I was yeah. very fortunate that I have a job where I work yeah. remotely because I couldn't have worked. Could you have done that one where we send you out fruit picking for six months? I was t- So the irony of that is I was too old. I was uh, over 30. Not, not too old to pick fruit. And then when I got here, they changed the age to 35. Oh. We need more fruit pickers. We're in more demand. More fruit. We're in demand. <laughs> um, if you're listening yeah. and you like picking fruit and you're from and you're, and you're looking country. for a partner visa, working maybe. working holiday visa. That's what it's called. I know a lot of people here on it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I'm picking over. fruit. To be honest, well, you get pickers. paid like sixty cents a day. <laughs> so, so what it is is you come here, you're here for a year, and then if you want to stay for a second year, you have to spend three three months working. I on thought the it was farm. six months. Is that three now? Is it? It's only three. three. Yeah. Oh, that's even easier. It's actually eighty days. Oh. 80 working days. Oh, you could do that like Have you months. read all the stories of what happened to some backpackers who'd go and do that, though? Yeah, wow. there's definitely sketchy stories. There's sketchy. They did this not like, find love. Are we delving into a true crime podcast? <laughs> Potentially, yes. <laughs> um, okay, end with your question. Look, Steph, I just wanted to say, um, I wanted to ask you because, you know, this is a dating and relationships podcast. Yeah. What is your number one tip out there for people that are looking for love, or that are in a bit of a situation where they, they haven't found love. They think, is it ever going to happen to me? Yeah. Or... Like, so what's your biggest advice for those people? I think be open-minded. People are very narrow-minded sometimes in their type and what they expect. And the person who's for you is often outside of those. So you need to be open-minded. And you also need to trust your gut. A lot of times people spend their time, they invest time in someone that they know it's not going to work out. And they want to make it work. Right. And if you know it's not going to work, that's just the reality. So be open-minded, trust your gut, and just put yourself out there. Yeah. That's great. That advice. is actually an odd list. If that is our advice from our first podcast, first podcast putting, putting yourself out there. there. I am a firm believer of the Carrie Bradshaw model. You're, people, love is like cabs. Your light's got to be on mm-hmm. for people to get in. But also, cabs like need that. breaks. They do. Cabbies need breaks, and you can't be constantly... And I think if you're trying to put yourself on when you're not on... Yeah. You're not being If there's true. no one in the city looking for a cab home, stop driving around like a maniac well, yeah. looking for a cabbie. But yeah, I agree with in that. the 12 hours of the day during the working day when people are looking, mm-hmm. look. And <laughs> I mean, to, in practical terms, if you've fallen into the habit of serial dating, you're not attractive. 
And I yeah. don't think people realize that. People serial date. That's a bit of a... <laughs> no, we think you're attractive. People, Ken think you're attractive. I Steph don't mean Mata. physically, but I mean, if I were to go out with a guy and I can tell he's a serial dater... You're not investing oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not I've being genuine. You're not being yourself. I yeah. think for yeah. women, that's good advice. There are a lot of, particularly men, straight men, mm. a lot of serial... They just want someone who fits into the girlfriend model. Yeah. Like, you know, I've got this career... You see it a lot with, like, career men, I find. Yeah. I've got this career... I just want a girlfriend to take to a family functions and they want someone to slot in to slot and they'll bring in. a new person to Christmas each year. Yep. Like yeah. your ex's mum thought. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, look, thank you so much, Steph, for, mm-hmm. for coming on our podcast today. It's been awesome to chat to a real life expert on like, love. Um, <laughs> and also to hear from someone that's that's travelled like literally across the world for, for love, love yeah. and is in such a good relationship. Um, for those listening, um, if you've enjoyed um, hearing from Steph, you can hear more from her on her podcast with her friend Andrea. Yeah. It's called All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Yeah. And it's available on which platforms? Every platform. So literally, Spotify, every- iTunes, everything. Everything. Um, okay, good. Well, if you've heard Steph's story and thought, well, you've done love better, well, write in and tell us. Yeah, we want to yeah. have you on the podcast if you think you've got a better story about love when the, or a worse story than the mother and me. You can come back <laughs> on that. Kind of branching out, we're now looking at other experts to see where we went wrong or where I went wrong. You know, it's up for debate. Gr- grilled. Um, but look, it's been awesome. Yeah. And cheers, guys. Thank you cheers. so much. Cheers. Cheers.